0: Welcome back to the Green Element podcast, where we feature business leaders and innovators transforming their operations to be more environmentally and socially sustainable. I'm your host, Will Richardson, and I can't wait to meet our guest today and help you on your journey of sustainability. Catherine, welcome to the Green Element podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. you are from Social Value UK. Um, could you tell us more about um, yeah who you are and what your organisation does, please?
1: Great. Um, well, thank you very much for welcoming me to come and join you today. Uh, my name is Catherine Manning, and I'm the operations manager from Social Value UK. You're quite right there, um, but also for um, Social Value International. So uh, I, I'm sort of here. Representing both organisations, um, and, and hopefully, some people will have heard of us. But um, to give you a bit of the overview of, of who we are, we're um, Social Value UK is a, a, a national network, we're a national membership network, and we're the sort of professional body for. Uh, people who are working in social impact or social value Um, and we are the national network of the UK that's a part of Social Value International. Uh, Now we're the Social Value UK office but we also act as the executive office for Social Value International as well so um, uh, that's the uh, global membership network for, for from from across the world um and, and sort of sitting underneath that there's 24 uh different national networks of varying degrees of of development and size uh, and then further members from uh, about 45 different countries in total including those those network to or uh, what well, those networks as well um so i mean all membership organizations um all cross-sectoral and, and all working uh, towards a, a shared uh, global mission uh, to change the way the world accounts for value. Um, so you know we've got people who are well, are lots of people in the network from from lots of organisations, but a, a pool of people who are can um, uh, call themselves reformed accountants or recovering accountants. Yeah. And <laughs> <it's>, uh, <laughs> And um, I, I, I suppose it, it, to sort of unpick that a little bit, you know, we, a, a, as a global society, we've we, we've we've got a, a well-developed financial system that drives a lot of our decision making. The majority of our decision making in in all organizations Uh, we all budget we all uh, account for all of the financial value that we use and create every single month you know even daily monthly quarterly Yearly account, accounts, and um, but we don't do the same to the same level of sophistication, or to the same uh, level of doing that methodically uh, for environmental and um, social uh, value. Um, and we want to. We're working as as an international network um, to to change that. So, um, you know, we do that in a, a variety of different ways um, through uh, membership activities, through um, uh, the development of a, a set of standards around um, some some basic uh social value accounting uh, principles um, and through uh, training so training people around those principles and how to put them into practice uh, in in everyday life in my everyday organizations um, and, and sort of my my other hat also is, uh, here representing two organizations and as operations manager I'm, I'm also the assurance manager and I run the assurance and accreditation services so we're looking at sort of standards of practice um, within organizations as individuals um, and as organizations so how are we uh, as individuals are doing that accounting practice and and how are organized managing the value that they're creating over time um, and and finally you know both internationally and um, nationally we're a campaigning organization so um, it, it, trying to uh, change people's understanding of what value is and and what we mean by value we're quite quite intrinsically it's it's sort of linked to um, a financial aspect you sort about talk about value and people sort of link that to the idea of money but we're talking about things that we value and that being valued from the perspective of of people right from from our own perspectives you know what I value is different from what you value is different from what uh, people who all the different people that would be listening to this podcast would um value and and allowing people to value parts of their own lives there's um there, there's a power aspect to that right uh, you know the way that we value things and who has the power to be able to do that uh, and that driving decision making has has a power element to it so you know we, we have campaigns as part of what, what we do to try and uh Uh, give voice to people or or amplify the voices of people who have little or no power and to change the way that, that we uh, legally uh, and, and politically and uh, um, legislatively uh, put those, uh, have those sort of values uh, in in our system. So we are looking for systems change and fundamentally that's uh, looking at our, our overall mission to, we think that, that if we, if we, um, Uh, change the way that we value things, it will lead to different decision-making, better decision-making, and that will help us to address uh, the inequality that we see through the world, uh, the environmental degradation, and it will help to improve all of our well-being. So that's our yay at the end of...
0: uh... (laughs) What sort of organizations um, are a part of these networks?
1: Uh, so and anyone really um it's we're completely cross-sectoral so we work with people from the public sector private sector and civil society and and it's anybody from uh, a single person organization up to large multinational organizations Mm. um, across any industry you know i suppose the past couple of years in the um uh, the the social value uk network we've certainly seen a a growth in interest and membership from um construction organizations and the built environment right so um certainly from an environmental um uh, perspective. There's been there's uh, increased scrutiny on anything to do with construction and infrastructure on the effect that that, that has on the environment. But there has also been that increased uh, scrutiny and understanding of the fact that the way things are built uh, and what's built has a, a direct impact on people's lives. So the need to manage social value has increased in that sector, mm-hmm. and that's something that we've we've seen. But um, but loads of other other uh, organisations as well. So you know uh, through the growth of the network from its earlier years we've got a, a sound basis of uh of like accountants like i've said uh, but also people working in um, charities and social purpose organizations you know that's uh, also it's, it's sort of embedded into the purpose of the organization so if you are saying i am running this organization as a social enterprise or as a charity you're saying i'm running this to have an effect on people's lives so if you're not managing that value if you're not accounting for methodically to say what impact am i actually having and then then how do you know so how do you know that you're creating the most value that you can uh for the people whose lives you are affecting uh and and all of those organizations will have financial accounts <laughs> uh, uh, but state you know we're, we're social purpose organizations so we, we should also have uh, uh, social value or, or impact accounts as well, and be, and be doing what we can to, to, to manage that um, manage that impact. So there's all of that kind of side. Um, um, interestingly, over the last year or so, we've had some some legal organisations joining as well. So it's been good to get to get the lawyers on board. Um,
0: yeah. The, when you um, talk about value, I mean, as you know, we come from the B Corp yeah. side, and um, mm. I guess I'm, what I'm trying to do is pick apart and what what as you said what does value mean um Mm -hmm. it means different things to different people and i know having going going through the b corp um certification process there are five pillars um Mm -hmm. and i guess that would be a way that i would describe um the b corp value system so i wonder is there Is there a way that you can talk us through what you mean by value, Um, and yeah, and what what is it that people are looking for?
1: Yeah, okay. So I suppose um, if kind of get down and to you you're we're a b corp as well so we've been through that uh, that that, yes. that accreditation too um and and b corp and social value uk are sort of um back to back members we have reciprocal uh, membership il- uh, agreements with each other so you know they're, they're, you quite rightly picked up on the point there's a number of different sort of standard setters and membership organizations out there that are, that are working uh, in Uh, developing and changing what it is that we uh, do as organisations and how how we do that. And when we're talking, uh, but we're doing that from a social value perspective, right? And we're we're talking about um, when we talk about social value, um, what we're talking about is it's people centred. So I, I'd sort of mentioned that those um, social value principles before, and the first principle is uh, involve stakeholders. So we're talking about a sort of stakeholder centred or, or sort of people centred approach to understanding the. Value Value that's created uh, through your activities um, and when we're talking about social value we're talking about people's lives and things that change in people's lives um, and the social value is then uh, the quantification of that right that the people mm. will have different things that change in their lives because of the activities that, that they're engaging with or you could say the activities that we're running that has an effect on people's lives things change for those people but they're different there's different things a number of things and some things will be more important than other things there's relative importance to those changes and and the quantification of that gives you the amount of social value um that, that you're creating um, i suppose the point that i was raising before about that being uh, pe- people-centred, is that there's there's subjectivity to that, right? That the social value that's created through activities is inherently subjective because my life and the things that I value about my life and the ch- things that change in my life, uh, how I value those is is going to be different from the things that you value in your life and the things that change in your life and how valuable those are to you so we we need to be looking at accounting for the social value that's created from the perspective of the people who are actually experiencing um those changes i suppose more broadly than that in terms of value it's all subjective you could look at anything that's got a financial and market price to it already that doesn't prove or provide a completely homogenized or set price that we would all agree on you know what somebody might pay for a car or a pair of shoes or a house doesn't mean that everybody would there's there's underpinned value that you would place on that that's there's subjective uh uh, value to that as well from the perspective of the person who's actually going to even put that financial uh, uh or put that amount of money into to getting that that good or that service, um. So yeah, I think it, it, that that kind of value conversation. We have long conversations about these things and what what does it mean? Um. But, but, yeah, I it, yeah, yeah, I bet. Yeah, it, it's that stakeholder centred piece that that really.
0: Uh, and do you, if you were a, um, I don't actually want to name any kind of industries. Uh, can any industry, um become a part of your membership organisation or do you... So, for example, you know, when you go B Corp, there are certain Mm. industries that just wouldn't become a B Corp because Mm. you're not allowed to. Um, Is that... Is that um, the same? The same? Yeah, that's an
1: interesting question, actually. Um, I suppose uh, up to this point in time, um, we, we... we work with people who um are interested in accounting for the impact that they have on people's lives um, and working to improve that (laughs) so up to this point in time the you know we've had uh, our interactions and the work that we do has been to the majority with organizations and people that um are trying to improve what they're doing or are at um you know sort of uh, in sectors that are, that are trying to improve improve people's lives in, in a variety of ways. I suppose in that, I mean, you could even take the example that I'd said before about construction. There's obviously good and bad practice, um, but you wouldn't be able to say that the overall the whole industry uh, is having either a bad or a good uh, impact on on all people's lives that are interacting with that industry. So I suppose that the perspective that we're coming from is that no matter what organization you are, And what activities that you're doing, you should be accounting for the social value that's created as you should be accounting for the environmental uh, uh, value that you're creating and destroying. And I suppose in terms of really bad practice of organisations, if if every organisation was liable to do that, if that was a part of how companies have to act, uh, then bad practice would be harder <laughs> yeah. to, uh, to 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 undertake but yeah it's 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 a very good it's a very good question um that there, there aren't industries or organizations that we've got written in that are completely mm. cut out um oh, we yeah. are starting to yeah, develop yeah. A, a sort of membership um uh i can't remember the exact wording for it but a sort of um uh, a statement and code of conduct uh, that members have to sign up to so mm. um, yeah they, they they do have to sort of sign up to these principles and
0: yeah, that sort of thing. I think that's right I think yeah. um yeah it's a weird, it is a weird one because mm. how do you how do you change society if you don't allow the change to happen in the first place mm. yeah.
1: I, always get, I
0: always get stuck with that one and i genuinely don't think there's a right or right wrong answer with mm. it i think there're there are arguments for both
1: yeah it's been an interesting thing so you've seen a lot with the um with the climate crisis right that um it's it's such an interconnected um issue right that, and it's not just one issue it's something that's affecting all of our lives in a multitude of different ways um and that's every industry and every type of organization that needs to change and needs to respond um but to d- to to develop that kind of understanding and realize that it is us individually and it is us as organizations it means that you can't externalize that blame and just say oh it's the uh it's the airlines it's the um the the it's the fuel industry it's the food industry it's clothing you know it is mm. it, it is all of those to a degree but within each of those sectors or industries there's good and bad practice Um, so it's about all of us uh, changing the industries that 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 we're in um within the scope of what it is that we've got the ability to be able to change and and i think and one of the things that we're arguing for and and, you know from a social value perspective i do think it's it you know we include environment in our uh uh, well in our mission and, and and in our accounting practice as well that to be able to make that change we need to understand what it is that we're doing now what is the impact that we're having what's the value that's being created what's the value that's being destroyed um yes, that quote isn't there is it it's, it's only what measures what we measure that that gets managed so we need yeah. to measure to be able to make better informed um, decisions and that's, that's right no matter what industry it is that we're, uh, we're working in.
0: And does it become quite numerical um, the outcomes or uh, mm. like is it qualitative or quantitative?
1: That's a really good question <laughs> Um, and and the answer is that it's both um so uh, if we were kind of going into the methodology of accounting for social value um a, a fundamental aspect of that is um talking to people that's our our principle one um the principle two is understanding change and that's understanding what changes for people so that has to be um led from discussion right we can't have predefined um outcomes um they have to be uh talked about with with the people who are actually experiencing them and, and and defined in that way so that's qualitative um but uh then to be able to quantify uh yeah you have to do <laughs> you have to go into that 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 numbers part so there is actually a measuring amount of measuring amounts of change um Uh, so so it's it's both basically so yeah on the training we have uh, people coming from sort of economics backgrounds or or financial backgrounds or data backgrounds working with numbers and um, that's bit all sort of is uh, making sense from that perspective but then you've got lots of people who are working in front-facing um uh positions who so perhaps have all of those uh, personal um skills and and do a lot more sort of face-to-face delivery and actually talking to people and that's um equally a part of the the methodology right so it's it's definitely a, a combination of both
0: mm-hmm. and the you you have reciprocal relationships with um the b corp um b lab i guess and yeah. um your own. And I what would be the benefits of an organization, a B Corp, being a member of both?
1: What for, for, for a B Corp organization to yeah. so be a member of yeah. our network and um and the V Corp network. Yeah, that's yeah, again, an interesting point. I mean it's not just with B Corp that we have these um sort of yeah. reciprocal arrangements. So um we work with Social Enterprise UK, um the social uh, value mark um social enterprise mark sorry cic um there, there's a number of other of different oh iema probably might might be known off from your uh, environmental oh. uh, listenership um
0: i'm so, a fellow there
1: Ah there you go there you go right so we've got a, a, a reciprocal um arrangement with with iema as well and and the thing um uh, with this and one of the things that we're trying to do as a network both here in the UK and internationally is to bring together voices right and bring together um, different organizations that are trying to drive things for things drive things forwards with um, complementary missions so um, you know the, the B Corp movement um, got kicked off in the US and has spread around the world and it's really been driving forwards um, sort of purpose-driven business and um, uh, similarly the social enterprise uh, movement has been doing that and that's got that crossover into the charity sector as well you know charity sectors have, all, all, have been pushing in that direction um, anyway uh, our network is entirely uh, cross-sectoral working with uh, you know absolutely everyone and uh, but we are looking I suppose specifically at that accounting methodology and how that's driving decision-making. So it's not just, um, uh, and, and lots of, you know, other organizations are looking at those things. So we've, we've, it's bringing together and having, um, more consistency in our approaches that we're stronger together. Um, and, um, I, I, I suppose the, the The role that we're playing in that is um, driving forwards um, development, uh, sophistication of uh, the the methodology behind the accounting practice um, and being able to use that information for decision making purposes. guessing you, you you know you'd be aware of this and and probably have some interesting thoughts on on how well used uh environmental information is for actual organizational decision making <laughs> um and uh that primarily uh, from my experience you know that decision making is still primarily driven by financial data. That's what we have the trust in, that's what we have the confidence in. Um, environmental accounting is seems to be that the decade or the 15 years ahead of the uh, the, the, the current developments in, in social accounting. Um, uh, and there's that Um, objectivity to some of the measures that perhaps people have that confidence in so we're developing an increasing understanding in uh, the inherent subjective nature to social uh, information and that that's okay and developing people's uh, confidence in that data and that information to drive decisions. Right. And I suppose that's the, 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 the one of the things that we're really, really trying to uh, uh, foster through these reciprocal relationships is is a stronger together um, movement right this is a movement for social change and an increasingly necessary one right we sort of mentioned the climate crisis and uh, that there's the health crisis that's been happening this year as well there's increasing crises that that we're uh, that we're facing as societies and, and we're in desperate need of changing the way that we make our decisions so that they are more people-centred and, and environmentally-centred, not just financially um,
0: financially driven. That makes sense. Mm. And again, what, what would you say your business superpower was? ah
1: that's a great question um uh i'd say our business superpower is our members um we're we're a membership network the the uk membership network or the international membership network we're member owned uh we're member led um, our members um, sit on our governance boards and our our committees. They uh, drive the development and the changes to the methodology itself, to the standards. It's sort of, I think about it as, as sort of crowdsourced uh, developments in, in social value uh, measurement and man- management um, so they are the, uh, the superpower the the people that that network i mean when i sort of think about all of these people around the globe working on this it, they're tireless you know and so dedicated and this is sort of people working with in a compassionate way uh, uh, trying to uh, give visibility to the things that we're all experiencing in our lives and that really matter to us. Um, And and they're passionate about that, right, that we're doing this so that we can address some of the real social ills that that we are facing um, every day to disproportionate uh degrees there there are some people doing extremely well out of the current situation but there are huge swathes who aren't um and so people are truly passionate about that and i mean the other sides are they're really thoughtful and technical uh and and use that and to be creative inventive and innovative right so we're having to make we're making new things up right we're saying we need to change the model uh we need to change the system so we're looking at what have we got now and developing and changing that and and that's um you know that's that's wonderful to see and it's wonderful to be uh, a, a part of that and um yeah i'm i am i would say yeah our superpower is definitely our members
0: okay um one of one of the questions i quite like asking people is mm. um when it comes to running ethical and sustainable business what's been your biggest struggle so far and can <laughs> Can you tell us a bit about how you've overcome it? Um, it'd be interesting to know, because there aren't that many organizations that um, work with other mission-led organizations as they're mm. um, you know, so closely, like you guys. So do you, do you learn as well off your members? Do you take on best practice? Because I know when we go through the certification process for B Corp, it's, mm. we actually learn off that each time and we try and get better and better but you're in a really amazing position where you're going to see people do some fantastic things on a daily basis so you must be like oh we must do that oh we could do that absolutely
1: yeah yeah no you you can hit the nail on the head there um it's um yeah it's a completely uh moving it's a moving platform or sometimes when i'm talking to people i'm like it feels a lot of the time that we're kind of walking on jelly and maybe jelly with holes in, right? It's like, Oh, <laughs> I think we're getting things sorted and then something's changed or something new happens. And, um, uh, uh and that can be sort of technically, or it can be because, um, you know really good things have happened and like more people have engaged with this topic but that means that perhaps a whole new context or a new industry is trying to you know we talk about putting the principles into practice so that's um we've got these principles okay well I've been trying to talk to my stakeholders and understand change from their perspective and we're trying these different valuation methods uh but in my context it's hard to do because of x y and z or I've hit this problem and it's like that actually raises issues that then need to be brought back um, and and um, thought about and put into the the continuing um, development of the of, of the, the the svi framework of the guidance and the standards and of the methodology itself so you know it sort of talked about this global community uh, of, of, of members we've got um as part of our accreditation process um we accredit individuals so we've got a global community. Community of practitioners of um, uh, social value uh, accounting and SROI and um, you know all of these different situations and types of projects that people are accounting for or doing these these sort of detailed studies of the social value that's created they can be massively different and, and bring up all of these different uh, uh, Challenges and opportunities you might say so, so there's all of these different situations and people are continuously having to make professional judgments in those about what to include what not to include um again another accounting principle and one of our uh, principles for social value is about um only including what is material so there's always these materiality judgments going on um as well so yeah like we're continuously learning um and um, yeah that's uh, and and then the thing with that is then trying to get the information that's been given to us like wonderfully shared with us uh, out then into the network itself because the idea with this is to speed things up through um, sharing through collaboration um you know and, and certainly with the with the b corp um, movement we, we we we're working in that way and with our other our other partners you know internationally we work with other organizations like Accountable Now like um, some of the, the, the philanthropy networks like um, EVPN and A, ooh, EVPA and AVPN so that's the European Venture Philanthropy Network and the Asian Venture venture philanthropy uh, networks so <laughs> there's there's, oh, there's all these um acronyms too <laughs> <acronyms, laughs> so many acronyms um you know so there there, there it, it is that kind of working together and that collaboration that's that's wonderful i suppose another one that i should mention i had not had not Thought of was um, the Impact Management Project. So this has been um, an international um, collaboration between. Well, there's thousands of organisations signed up actually from all types of industries, and lots of sort of multinational organisations down to other smaller businesses. Um, and then at the core, there's a, a, a kind of. Um, Structured network of um, global um, standard setters. So um, there's there's us and um, the OECD, the UNDP, um, the GIN, so it's the Global um, Impact Investing Network. Another good good acronym and PRI and a few of these other ones that are all sort of standard setters um, around the globe. And and there it's just another example of people working together and they've sort of been developing in the impact management project and um, sort of global impact management norms so what what are the things when you're talking about and accounting for and using for decision-making purposes impact uh, information what would you expect to have uh, in the process um, of, of Having undergone this sort of impact management process, what would you expect people to do? Um, and, and so that's been a great uh, project to participate in and to feed into, and to see that there is convergence and there is consistency developing, uh, and and also reassuring that that's um, you know. It, 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 I've, in the most part and sort of fundamentally aligned to what Social Value International have been um, advocating for for all of these years
0: so it's great. And from from all of that you've just um, said what's one piece of advice you could um, give to our listeners to help them with their purpose and what would that be?
1: yeah that's a that's a good one that wasn't one, it um yeah they're the purpose-driven organizations hopefully we'd all be <laughs> purpose-driven organizations um uh so i mean <laughs> this is where whenever i get asked these questions i always like i come back to the principles and I, I suppose the one piece of advice um would be to talk to your stakeholders um We talk about stakeholders in the broadest sense. So it's people who are affected by and affecting uh, your activities. Um, So who is it that you're affecting? Who is it whose life you're trying to change? And that's both internal and external. So, you know, your customers, your clients, your users, your beneficiaries, and the wider community and also your staff your volunteers your supply chain you know who's being affected um and talk to them you know do we decide on what our purpose is uh, just does in a room uh individually or even just with our team or do we talk to the people who we're affecting and and who will be affected by that purpose. Um, it's an interesting one, actually, because um, another thing that we have and it's sort of another, uh, hopefully a more uh, an accessible version of applying the principles in practice is something called the ten impact questions, and they are a list of of sort of. Uh, not bespoke <laughs> questions, so they can be made to be uh, written in a bespoke way for your organization, but they are the sort of general ten impact questions that we'd expect to see mm-hmm. uh, uh, that should be applied in all ways uh, uh, of accounting for your your impact and the first one of those is uh, it was, you know, what's what's the problem and the second is uh, what's the solution and and with that, all of those questions we'd say who is it who's answering those questions and it should be uh that your stakeholders right so hmm. if you're defining the problem that you're trying to address and then you're coming up with your solution then a part of that process should be talking to people
0: okay and we touched upon this um before we came on about um environmental management and hmm. um carbon footprinting I and mean, what sort of things do, do you I and mean, do you guys travel around the country visiting Um, members and um, around the globe um, visiting people or uh, how how does environmental management um, affect your organization
1: yeah this is a a, a really good point (laughs) and yes we are you've touched on our 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 biggest sort of environmental uh, challenge or issue as as an actual practical organization that yes we travel a lot around the uk um, And, and internationally as um, social value international um one of the biggest things that that we do um, regularly is delivering training courses and that's that's everywhere around the globe actually so that there is a big uh, environmental um, impact um, in terms of the amount of travel that members of the team are doing now um over the the years and the sort of development of the network we've had to be weighing up um, developing capacity, um, delivering these training courses um, uh, internationally and um, nationally with with the environmental impacts of that. Now, uh, you know, in the, the current climate, I've, we were talking about the fact that we've had to make some uh, so, some some changes that we were thinking about doing anyway. So delivering a lot more of our training online. Um, certainly that's one sort of practical um, uh, solution to, to some of that environmental impact. Um, and I suppose, uh, you know, for, for us as an organization ourselves, we're, uh, We'd been um, looking during last year and then certainly from the very beginning of this year um so calendar year not not sort of financial year um uh, at how are we managing the impact uh, our impact environmentally and so you know holding our hands up to say we're on a journey with this and um uh, hopefully one for continuous improvement and we've been we've been developing our own uh, environmental policy for this year and and starting to put um uh, environmental um clauses into our contracts with um different uh, clients and partners around around the globe and um and more locally here in the uk um looking at things like um like travel um and uh, like i said, I'm, I'm 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 not an expert uh, in with this but we've been trying to look at um the the sort of different things and different areas where we do have our largest uh environmental impacts and um reducing that first and foremost um using that to make uh, make our decisions um and then sort of the final part around um uh, mitigation uh as i've become increasingly aware it's it's not that's not a perfect offsetting right that's not not the perfect solution by any means um so uh, first and foremost uh uh, understanding the impact and then uh, looking at at, at reduction um, and then mitigation um, uh, where possible. So that's sort of the, the things that we're doing internally. Um, I mean, it's quite a funny one because then it, it, it's intrinsically linked with what's going on and people are challenged with across our network as well. So, you know, in terms of um, our members and what we've been doing um, over the years with, with them, it, we've been... Looking at how do you balance social and environmental outcomes? or impact or or or, you know change because of your activities um how do you account for those what are the different uh valuation methods and the different metrics um and i do think there's two organizations that uh we we are working with both sort of members one with of, of social value uk and one of social value international that are both environmental um organizations so um uh one just called trees for cities in in the UK and so they' are you know, tree, yeah. tree planting primarily and I think I think you guys know that's how
0: we that's how we ended up meeting each other was yeah
1: yeah yeah so um yeah and then uh, it was another organization called restore the Earth Foundation and they're based in the US and do projects around um uh, restoring areas of of the earth particularly around sort of oil fields and things like that um and they have big tree planting projects um so we've been talking with them about um uh, engaging with them about uh, their carbon Um, mitigation programs that they have Uh, but they're also um, awardees the reason we were particularly talking with those two organizations is that they are awardees of our social value management certificate so those organizations are primarily environmentally focused organizations who are also looking at how do they best manage their social value um, so yeah it's been interesting to see from a sort of membership perspective and, and like you said before about learning right so we're learning from our members and vice versa mm.
0: so what's the, what would be the best way to connect with you and learn more
1: Um, So, I suppose there's the the, the normal uh, website, uh, social media, Twitter, we've got a very active blog and and, and monthly newsletters from both networks. Um, There's newsletters from a number of our networks around the globe as well. Um, We, uh, I mean, we are a membership organisation, so we run a lot of events um we have yearly conferences uh the uk has a, a social value conference and um and internationally we have um, uh, uh, conferences uh at different in different places around the globe linked to our different um uh, networks this year um the we're running a global impact week um, and that's going to be in september um so that the, there's some live sessions taking place in canada um, are planned um, and then a lot of things online um so lots of people from across the different networks running different things um during uh, global impact week um uh, as i've mentioned before we're, we're a training organization so we do a lot of um uh, well a lot of different training um usually uh, face-to-face uh, but we also run um we're running courses online now um and we do uh, we do a lot of workshops and things as well um so so yeah i think those those are probably the best ways to 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 join up and and to find us but you know we're we're very active on on social media and uh, and and certainly uh, very welcoming to people signing up to the newsletter and and basically just getting involved you know we're all we're all here at the end of an email and the phone and uh, our, our social media handles as well and really really welcoming to conversations and about taking this forwards so i think one of the main things that we want to do is to get more and more people talking about this um and and driving it forwards in all of our contexts
0: <laughs> well I'll, um put all of the links up on the websites um catherine thank you so much for uh, joining us today and letting us know more about social value and um, what it is that you guys do and how You do it, I think. I implore all organisations listening to this to visit your website and um, have a route around and um, see what you can learn and um, hopefully become members.
1: Yes. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's been a, it's been a pleasure to be able to, to talk to you. And like I said, it has become one of our real key uh, strategic priorities during this year for us as an organisation, looking at the integration of environmental and social uh, impact um, for us and then also for our, our members. So, you know, can all change the world together.
0: <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Today we've got Catherine Manning on from Social Value. UK and international. Um, they're in a pretty interesting organisation, actually, helping with social value accounting and helping organisations understand their social value and what that entails. It's it's a minefield of information and um, I think we really only touch upon the tip of the iceberg on... This subject but it's well worth a listen and um hopefully you take something out from it um i certainly did and um i'd like to go into more details on what social value um outcomes are